You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz, and we are speaking to Charlie Smith, the editor of Vancouver. Charlie, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing well, thanks, Ben Karen. It's great to be on the air. Always love having you, Charlie. And my goodness, there's so much going on. And one story that we have to talk about, because this news is everywhere, is the fires in Maui. And as it seems every single hour, we're finding out, you know, more and more updates on this story, Charlie. So, so far, what do we know? And I think a lot of us want to know what kind of went wrong here. Yeah, it's really a, a tragic situation. Now the, the story is a thousand people are missing, and you think, for each person that's a family, an extended family, uh, 55 people are dead. These numbers are unbelievable. And and in Lahaina, uh, which is the kind of historic whaling village and the hotspot on Maui where, where the town has just been leveled by this fire, um, now the reports are that people were actually running into the water, and I've been watching video of these people in the water and boats were going around and and rescuing some of them but with all these missing people people are wondering is is it possible that that they didn't get out of the water so it's uh president biden has offered immediate relief um the the focus right now is to find um the missing people as opposed to you know, trying to get back to normal in terms of moving back at homes and things like that. Um, and it's also, this is a like a national historic site, um, you know, the town where it happened. What happened, though, was you also had uh, this kind of hurricane lifting the embers up the mountain, and, and so you had one major fire in the town right on the water. But also that led to other fires elsewhere, which burned down people's homes. And, um, and, and there's a lot of talk also about Maui's oldest living banyan tree um, and other sites on the line of historic trails just being completely obliterated. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a really devastating and I think longer term is going to have an impact on tourism in Hawaii, which is kind of their bread and butter because Maui is such a popular destination, particularly uh, from people from B.C. Yeah, I know. I know so many people who just generally they go to Maui every year. I know of people who even have homes there. So definitely I've been hearing just a lot of perspectives. But, Charlie, do we have any details as to, you know, when this situation was unfolding? Um, were people alerted? Were they given any advanced warning? Or did it all just happen so fast? Well, this is the thing that people are saying. The, the problem was... You had power failures, and then the only way, like there was one woman from Richmond, um, her name was is Olivia Hung, and, and the power went out. There was no running water. There was no cell phone, cell service. So no one told them to evacuate, but the, the sky was filled with smoke, and she could see the red, and then what happened is the police, officer, police officers were going to people's homes, and telling them to leave. And um, so in her case, by the time um, uh, she was alerted, the winds had damaged the front door and had to, or some of her friends actually, and the friends had to evacuate through the window because people were not given the warning and in part because of the electricity problems and the cell phone problems. Wow. 
No, that it's really something. And I think, you know, as the story unfolds, I think we all want more details. And of course, then the question is, you know, if something like this were to ever happen again, you know, will there be systems in place? So we'll have to wait and see on that. Now, Charlie, kind of shifting gears here, going into the world of politics, uh, the Conservative Party is rolling out a trio of new ads that are being viewed as aiming to redefine and soften Pierre Polyev's image and messaging. What do you make of just the timing of these ads being put out? Now, isn't a coincidence that it follows the Prime Minister's uh, separation from his wife or is this uh, planned? Um, here's my hunch, and I don't have any, any proof, but it's just my gut. We're in the middle of summer. This is not actually the time you really want to do messaging. Uh, the, it's more probably more useful in the fall when people are paying attention after they've come back from vacation. I wonder if these ads were made and they were planning on releasing them a little later, but then rushed them out in light of the news. I I have no evidence Mm. of that. It might not be the case. Um, But his wife, Anita Poliev, she's a former political aide and worked for Michael Cooper, who's one of Poliev's close um, allies in the Conservative caucus and an Alberta MP. And so I think the um, this this is clearly designed to soften Poiliev. He has some momentum in the polls, and and now I think that to win a majority, what he's going to do, need to do is increase his, his uh, support with female voters, and women have traditionally been less likely to vote conservative, and they especially have problems with uh, Pierre Poiliev. But Stephen Harper had some of the same um, obstacles in his way, and he managed to win a majority in 2011 after two minority governments. And I think in his case, Lauren Harper helped him with some of the, you know, they call them the soccer mums, the three people who decide elections. (laughs) And Karen, (laughs) it's it's, uh, the soccer mums in the suburbs, new Canadians, and young voters. Because those three groups tend to not uh, be as brand loyal as uh, older voters who've been voting election after election after election. And so we saw that in the U.S. in 2018 when the, when the women in the suburbs went massively for the Democratic Party because they were so fed up with Trump. And, and that uh, resulted in a large Democratic majority and Nancy Pelosi rising to Speaker of the House and being able to do quite a few things. So, so this is the strategy with the Conservatives. They want to expand their appeal. They're doing well with men, um, but they need to do more to bring uh, women on board. Yeah, and I find that group of people you mentioned, uh, that's really fascinating. And Charlie, because we didn't get to talk to you last week, of course, but, you know, even the news of Trudeau's separation, I mean, I'd like to think it wouldn't affect voters and how they view him. But do you think potentially this news could have an effect on Trudeau, you know, in the next election? I think it's a little early to say, because the the one thing is... Um, He's playing this role of being the single dad, taking his kids to the movie theaters and putting this out on on Twitter. And I know his father, um, Pierre Trudeau, when he became a single dad, I think he 
enjoyed a bit of a boost and there was some sympathy. The circumstances were different in those times because his wife, Justin's mother, had uh, turned out she was bipolar, but she'd been running around New York with the Rolling Stones and things like that. And and it wasn't uh, the best press for, for a prime minister. So the separation, I think, many voters looked upon uh, Pierre Trudeau with some sympathy. And it was a different time, maybe more sexist era. Um, but now... Uh, it's hard to say. I, I don't think it's good news for the Liberals because uh, Sophie has been very helpful to them with fundraising, and I don't. I think she's quite popular. So, uh, but she did also uh, create some political trouble, and one of the issues was that trip to the Aga Khan's island. If you read the report, it, she was right in the middle of that. Um, the We Charity. Scandal. She was in the middle of that. Um, you know, Prime Minister's responsible. I'm not saying she's responsible for, for these things because she's not an elected official. But at the same time, um, it hasn't been entirely smooth sailing. And then there was the, the trip, family trip to Tofino on the National Day of Reconciliation, the first one. And they had the camera on, on Justin Trudeau and Sophie their back turned to the camera walking away on the beach and it looked like they didn't care and, and that caused some consternation. Um, but at the same time, I think this is this is not a good situation for him politically. Mm, yeah, no, and, and I think especially when we enter that election year, I mean, there's still some time. It'll be interesting to see, you know, whether this will have an impact or not. But like you said, it's too soon, so only time will really tell on that. Now, Charlie, I want to talk about the piece you wrote for Vancouver. On our colleague, Richard Lai, and even though I work with Richard, Charlie, I feel like I learned new things about him. So tell us a little bit about this piece. Yeah, you know, what I thought was fun and was here you have a guy who's Taiwanese-Canadian, speaks Mandarin. He does a K-pop show on Sunday nights at 8 o'clock on Spice Radio for a station that's owned, a South Asian-owned station. And and I thought only in Burnaby could something like that happen because Burnaby is just so diverse. And um, so I thought, well, I'll do a story about it. And, it. and then I went out and visited Richard. Like, I'd heard him speak before and, all of that, but I'd never actually sat down and talked with him at length. And he was great to interview. He was, he's articulate. Um, I didn't know that he had a stutter, which he told me, and I went, wow, like he's a, you know, he's a slick-sounding mm-hmm. broadcaster. It shows he, he had some dedication to overcome that. Uh, I learned quite a lot about K-pop, which I never knew before. And, and he's just so upbeat and positive. And I'm, I'm sure he's very popular at the station. He is. 100% he is. And I really like, Charlie, um, in your piece that you talked about the time when he was working on the Morning Buzz, but also the Drive Home Grand. We used to tease him about which show is better. So I found that really amusing. Yeah, he was. He, he, said, he says, I couldn't say. They're like my children. <laughs> Safe answer. And Richard doesn't even have any children. <laughs> No, we really like that, Charlie. It was such a sweet piece. So people definitely need to go and check that out. Go to pancouver.ca. It's a really, really nice piece. Charlie, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You have a good weekend. Okay, you too. Thank you.